Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DNA Football Talk podcast. My name is David. I am one of the hosts. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Anthony. Anthony, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, man. It's Friday. We got the weekend ahead of us. I'm I'm feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. It's always good to just be done with the week ahead, and we have football in store on Sunday. But we had football last night, Anthony, and can we really call it football? That was probably the sloppiest game of football I've ever seen, and I've watched a lot of football in my time. Yeah, it, it was just an ugly, ugly showing. And you know, at the beginning of the year, when we looked at the Colt or the yeah the Colts and the Broncos playing on Thursday night football, week five, you know, like a lot of us probably were like, "Hey, this this might be a really good matchup." You know, we got Matt Ryan now with the Colts, we got Denver Broncos now with Russell Wilson, so this might be a, a, a shootout at that. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe, maybe it was it was a shootout, but for the kickers. Yeah, I mean, it went to overtime at 9-9, to and there was a clip of fans actually leaving when the game was going to overtime. I've never seen that ever, where you got fans leaving the stadium when the game was about to go into overtime, and it was just filled with penalties, stupid interceptions, the offensive line of the Colts looks bad, just everything just everything looks bad for both sides of the ball everyone you know and you hear some people say oh well, it was just a football defensive battle that was not a defensive battle that was a horrible game of football and to prove you wrong for all those who say defensive battle time of possession for the colts 34 minutes time of possession for the broncos 32 minutes the time of possession for both offenses were over 30 minutes now, that was because of the overtime, obviously, because we've exceeded 60 minutes there. But, I mean, 4 of 16 on third downs for the Colts, 2 of 15 for the Broncos on third down. The Colts allowed six sacks. The Broncos allowed four sacks. Eight penalties for the Colts, seven penalties for the Broncos. Both quarterbacks threw two interceptions for no touchdowns. The running game was obsolete on both of them. With Jonathan Taylor being out, and now granted, Jonathan Taylor hasn't been able to do anything this year behind that atrocious offensive line. And then you had um, Javante Williams out because he's out for the rest of the year. And so you either had Melvin Ingram or um, you know Boone back there in the backfield, and they weren't able to do anything. There was little sparks for Boone last night that I feel like he, he might develop into a pretty good running back, especially kind of coming in to take Javante Williams' place. But this was just a horrible game of football. Thursday night continues to stay undefeated for just hosting just really bad football. And next week we got the Commanders and the Bears. So hang on to your seatbelts, people, because we got another one for you. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, here's the crazy thing. <clears throat> and, and I pointed this out to you earlier today. On the, on, on the play that could have won the game for the Broncos... On the goal line, if you pay attention to that play, that play looked very similar to the play that the Seattle Seahawks ran back in Super Bowl when they should have handed the ball off to Marshawn Lentz. You had a you had the inside guy, inside receiver cut out to the flat. You had the outside guy cut in or the receiver cut in on a slant route. The inside guy receiver going to the flat acted as a pick for the corner covering the the, the guy coming over the middle it did not work for the seattle seahawks back in super bowl 
But Russell Wilson threw him that ball, and it was intercepted, and they lost the Super Bowl. Last night, it worked. The play worked, Anthony. Mm -hmm. And you had the receiver wide open. And Russell Wilson didn't look his way. Oh, he was just looking completely to the left. He didn't even turn his head even slightly to the right. Didn't even try and, like, fake the defense on which side of the ball, which side of the field he's going to throw it to. He said, hey, Colts, I'm going to throw it this way. And not only did he not even look away from that, he was throwing it to the best corner on the league in, in, in the game. With Stephon Gilmore on the Colts. So he was looking at their best coverage guy, stared him down the entire time, and missed a wide-open receiver on a play that he should be familiar with because that's how he lost the game in the Super Bowl, Anthony. And now he just lost the game for Broncos country. And Broncos country was like, hey, guys, let's ride out of this stadium. Right out of this stadium. Because if I'm a Broncos fans right now, I was pumped. In the beginning of the offseason. We got Nathaniel Hackett, who should be a good a good coach for us. With, you know, coming from the Green Bay Packers and what he was able to do with Green Bay. And the offense there and, the, and Aaron Rodgers and everything. You got Russell Wilson now. He got a fresh team. He's alive. I think maybe the altitude is getting to Russell Wilson. <laughs> because if you look at this guy, this guy is even more crazier when you look at just the little things. Like, I saw a clip of him coming out of the the practice facility onto the practice field and he like faked high five teammates on the way out what are we doing man what are we doing you're a professional athlete what are we doing i don't know what you're doing i think the altitude is getting to him it's either that or nathaniel hackett had some herbs that he got from aaron Rodgers before he left green bay and he gave some to russell wilson and unfortunately it just has the opposite effect to Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. Because I don't know what's going on. But then on the other side of the ball, Anthony, Matt Ryan don't look any better either. But granted, he doesn't have anyone to throw it to. Yeah, at least at least Russ has Judy, Hamler. He would have had Tim Patrick if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. Cortland Sutton, he's got a, a nice uh, pair. Of, or he would have had a nice pair of running backs had he had Javante Williams. And now there's the Broncos' starting left tackle is out with a broken leg for the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the hypocritical thing was a picture of Melvin Gordon staring down Russell Wilson while he was taking a drink of water on the bench. And to be honest, anybody else on that Broncos roster could be doing the same to, to Melvin Gordon because of all the fumbles he's had. And he, if it wasn't for his knee, he would have lost uh, another fumble. Yeah. Melvin Gordon hasn't been the same since he left the Chargers. No, he hasn't. And he's getting older and it's not helping him. It was just this was just a bad a bad game. And I told you this but before that before the half uh they tried playing hero ball on special teams and the guy got the ball ran it out of the end zone and he he almost lost it too. Yeah. It was just a bad game. But I I I'm I'm I blame Russell Wilson and the Broncos more than I blame Matt Ryan and the Colts for one reason. One, Matt Ryan has no offensive line whatsoever. Two, Matt Ryan also doesn't have any weapons whatsoever to throw it to. Sorry, Michael Pittman Jr., you're not that guy. No. You're not that guy, okay? I don't know who is, but it's not him. 
Michael Pittman Jr., not him at all. Son of former running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won the Super Bowl, Michael Pittman. Yeah, that's not him, though. That's not him. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Michael Pittman Jr. is not it, – it, It's not. he's not a number one guy. I think he can be a good second guy, you know, for you. I think that that is – but you put anyone on – you put anyone on the other side of Michael Pittman Jr., and I think it helps him out tremendously. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree more. Like, because I mean, go get Odell. I, now, granted, Odell, he did put out his list of preferred teams, and the Colts aren't one of them. And I think for obvious reasons. Yes. So unless they were to hand him the fattest bag of cash that they can find. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And to be honest with you now, as, as much as I appreciate Julio Jones being in Tampa, I mean, to agree, to a degree, you know, we haven't seen what we would hope. I mean, granted, we haven't really seen what we wanted to see from Tampa anyway with the offense, period, at all this season so far. It's only the only reason why we've won two games is because of the defense. Yeah. Period. So, and the defense didn't show up last week against the Chiefs. But you know what, Anthony? I'm not going to live in the past. All right? I'm not going to live in the past. I'm going to live in the future. But I don't understand why the Colts didn't go after Julio Jones. It, Matt Ryan was Julio Jones's quarterback when he was with Atlanta. Well, they had Brady sliding in his DM saying, hey, come play with me down in the Bay. It's nice weather. we got a nice roster. Come play with us. I mean, look, I understand it. I understand. <laughs> Tom Brady re- recruited you. you. You're looking at hoping to get a ring. Why not go and get it from the guy who stole it from you? Why not? Why not get it from the guy who stole it from you? Or, so, Why would he go back to a guy who the last time he was in a Super Bowl with him blew a 28-3 lead? Okay, so I didn't. I, I also didn't. I I didn't see it from that perspective. So okay, very valid point. And Odell Beckham doesn't want to be there. So I don't know what they're gonna have to do. They have Matt Ryan at least for I want to say three years on a contract. They have Jonathan Taylor. We know what Jonathan Taylor can do, but they need to invest in the offensive line, and they also need to invest in some weapons because at the end of the day. This we're, You know what? We saw the same thing happen in Tennessee this year. We saw the same thing happen in Tennessee this year. A.J. Brown, out of town, goes to Philadelphia Eagles, who are the only undefeated team left in the, in, in the, in the league. Mm-hmm. And now, who do they have? No one. Zero. Zilch. So what does the defense do? Stack the box. Derrick Henry is the man to stop. Let's stop Derrick Henry. If we stop Derrick Henry, we have a chance to win. If we stop Jonathan Taylor, we have a chance to win. I think that's been Tennessee's or anybody against Tennessee's philosophy because even when they had A.J. Brown, they still had Tannehill at quarterback. So they're going to dare Ryan Tannehill to make a throw. Yeah. But you had to respect the, the, the run game. You had to respect the run game, yeah, but if you could shut that down or even slow it down and force Ryan Tannehill to throw, you had a chance. Yeah, And that's exactly what, what the Bengals did last year. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, look, to all of you who even stayed up for that entire game, 
Shout out to you. For all of the people who lasted in the stadium in Denver past the third quarter, shout out to you. For all the people who left when it was the end of the game, we understand. (laughs) We understand. I mean, that's just how it is. But let's move forward. We got another international game, and this game, my friend, you're going to have to wake up early on Sunday morning because your Packers are going up against the New York Giants, and I hate to break it to you, Anthony, but I had this one circled as my watch. Watch for the underdog. Watch for the underdog. Watch for the underdog to upset. Watch who they have at wide receiver. A.K.A. Green Bay Packers. Who do they have at wide receiver? Better than what they have. I, f- I forget who they're even starting because Kadarius Tony's out. No Kenny Galladay. Sterling Shepard's on IR. Kenny Galladay doesn't even count. He's better than what they have, even if he doesn't catch a touchdown. <laughs> He's No, I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, that, that's my, I'm just telling you, man. Like Richie I'm, James is going to be just, their number one receiver. I'm just going to say it, okay? Look, you're gonna, man. You're going to disrespect me like this. Look, <laughs> I'm just going to say the upset of the week that I've, I've, I've looked over the schedule and I've and I've really thought about it, and I've thought hard, and I don't want to disrespect you. You're my friend, Anthony. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt your feelings, man. All right. I don't want to do that to you. I have respect for you. Packers came into Tampa on our home, on our home turf, and beat us. Okay, so I have to respect you guys. But I just, I so, for some reason, something is telling me that the, that I mean, the Packers almost lost to to what's his name, Bailey's Z- Z- Zippy Zappy. Zappy and the Patriots, you know, so it's just, I mean, the Giants are three and one. I know that maybe they haven't played anyone really threatening or anything like that. I'm not saying, but I'm saying that it's, it would be an upset if they did win. Yeah, obviously. Okay. So I'm still giving the respect to the Packers. I just, if there is going to be an upset this week, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the schedule, Anthony. I'm just, I'm looking at it and. For some reason, man, the New York Giants stand out to me. Like, you couldn't even say, like, maybe the Browns beat the Chargers. I don't feel like that that would be an upset, though. I I just, I don't feel like that that would be an upset. They're both two and two. Like, along with everyone else in the league. (laughs) Except for maybe three or four teams. Look at the entire NFC West at two and two. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just, I don't know what it is. Okay, so, so, okay, hold on. Wait, would the Lions be an upset if they beat the Patriots right now? Would that be an upset? Like, I feel like if the Lions had a bad defense... They'd be. They'd be. They one. do have a bad defense. No, no, I'm no. But by comparison, like they have a, like they have a horrific defense, a, like a bottom of the barrel, thirty second defense in the league. If they had even a bad defense, they'd be a five hundred team this year. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> if they were a step above, which is bad, yeah, I got if, what you're there's saying. There's horrific. There's bad. There's okay, and then there's yeah. elite. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. But if I had to pick my upset of the week. I'm I'm gonna take the Jets over the Dolphins this week. The Jets over the Dolphins? They got Teddy at quarterback this week, and I don't I don't trust him. He's looked bad in the snaps, uh, and he's gotten okay. And the Jets they have they have some nice weapons on offense that have worked. <laughs> you know, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Brees Hall. Because Brees Hall's really coming into his own. Yeah, no, and he is, and so I can see it. And it's in New York, and it is a division game. So it's those divisional games are always kind of a toss up. You you never really know 
who is going to win a divisional game. Mm-hmm. So, And Miami's got some pieces on defense that are either questionable or out with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. So, Okay. Okay. I can see what you're saying, why you're saying that that could be the upset of the week. And I can respectfully disagree with you. I still circle the New York Giants, like, man. You're lucky I didn't say Atlanta over Tampa Bay. Listen. <laughs> they got Kyle Pitts up. They beat y'all without Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Listen. That, I would, I, uh, yeah. We got to win at home, man. <laughs> like, we got to win. We, there's there's got to be a W that happens in, in Raymond James Stadium. Because we've already gotten the game taken away from us. And we have to go and play the freaking Seattle Seahawks in Germany, you know, here in a few weeks. But here's the other thing. About the Packers game. They then... So, okay. Okay. They they beat the New York Giants in London. Mm-hmm. But next week, they come back. And they play next week. Most teams take a bye week when they come back. So then that way, they can get acclimated to the time again. Yeah. They can just... You know, obviously, the London is more than just a business trip. Yeah. Let's, let's just yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah. It's not just a business trip. It is a trip that maybe that's why they take the bye week. So then that way they can enjoy the, the the tourism, you know, that they can experience at that point. I mean, these guys have money, you know, they, they can they can do that. So but you guys come back and you play the other New York team. And if you're saying that the New York Jets are going to beat the Miami Dolphins and maybe possibly tie it up for first place in the AFC East or third place because of the Buffalo Bills. Sorry about that, Buffalo. But if you're saying that the that the New York Jets are coming off of a high win off of beating Miami Dolphins who are looking like a a, a a legit contender this year right now with Tua, which is crazy to think about. So you're saying that they're setting I mean, you're setting your team up to to lose to the New York Jets then next week so pick your poison anthony (laughs) what new york fan base do you want rubbing it in your face i don't think either of them are gonna be able no way man they're (laughs) gonna if they go if they go two and oh if they if your packers go two and oh over the next two weeks i'll buy you dinner all right i'll buy i will buy you dinner because the jets packers game in there fine mind you it's in lambo too that all depends on Zach Cougar Wilson here, <laughs> Cougar Hunter Wilson here, yeah. and his play. If, if if Zach Wilson's throwing two to three interceptions to the to our defense, I don't know. They're not they're not going to win. They, they their only chance is if they can run the ball and keep the, the like every other team run the ball and keep the ball out of Rogers' hands. That's their only chance. I don't know, man. I don't see you guys as going two and zero over the next two weeks. I really, really don't. But we're not the only team to take the bye either, so clearly they have to have some confidence in doing this. Wait, the New York, the the Giants? Oh, the Giants are playing next week. So I wonder if that was, like, something that had to be set up. Like, I wonder if both teams have to agree upon taking a bye week. They might. I'm not sure how the scheduling works with that. But clearly no NFL team would allow it to happen if they were that worried about not taking a bye week. Uh, that's just my two cents. I don't know. Or maybe Aaron Rodgers is sharing some of that herp, man, and they just think that they're invincible right now. Well, he's he's always talking about gratitude and appreciation, so he's probably showing his gratitude by passing it around. Right, exactly. <laughs> Peace be with you, brother. Have some of this have some of this grass that I've picked up. 
So, okay. All right, let's get off right. of the Packers and, and, and you know, you guys going one and one at least for the next couple of weeks. Um, let's move on. You know what? The Patriots and the Lions is a good – that's another like, game that I can I, – I think that the Lions can beat the Patriots. I think they could. They're they're scoring what thirty two points a game or something like thirty five points a game. Yeah, they, they're they're the allowing the uh, most points scored against them in the league, but they're also the number one scoring offense in the league. So you know, it could be a shootout. But I mean, who is is Brian Hoyer back? Because I I don't think Mac Jones is back. No, because uh, I think the NFLPA released a statement saying that uh, about their concussion protocol now. And they want the NFL to agree with, to it and everything of like not letting a quarterback or really any player come back from a concussion in the same game. But I don't know if that pertains to hey, you can come back the next game or whatever. But I think with the with, with everything that's going on with the concussion protocol, I think the Patriots play it safe and give Bailey Zappi just the start for the foreseeable future until Mac Jones is ready to come back, which I don't even know what the timeline is on him at this point. Yeah, I don't know what the timeline is on him either, but I think that the Lions can can do this. Uh, the Patriots' defense is, all, I mean, it, they're always going to be okay, no matter I feel like their personnel on the defense, just because of Bill Belichick. Yeah, you know, they're always going to be kind. Of, you know, you, you said horrific, bad, okay. I feel like they're always kind of be okay to yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just I don't know, man. It is in New England, so you know they're at Gillette Stadium, going up against Bill Belichick. I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like I feel like the Lions. I, I, I mean, they're both one and three, man. The Patriots are one and three. This is it's just unreal, and yeah, that's just crazy. So, Bill Belichick is nothing without Tom. I wouldn't say nothing, but it's significantly worse with without him. But but, yeah. my, but mind you, he he fell from Tom Brady the greatest quarterback to ever do it. He fell from that, immediately went down to Cam Newton, who's barely not even in the league anymore. And then he drafts Mac Jones, who's a rookie. And now he's down to Bailey Zappi. So he hasn't had anything even remotely comparable to Tom Brady. Yeah, that that's true. Okay, so I think Jared Goff leads the Detroit Lions into New England and beats the Patriots this week. That, that's what my gut says. And when you look at the games that the, the Lions have lost – they're all within three or four points. Yeah. Like, they're not getting blown out. No, they're not. Speaking of another team that has been in, like, just close quarters with all of the games that they have lost is uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They the, the two games that they have lost, they have trailed for a total of 14 seconds in those games. Mm-hmm. 14 seconds they have trailed. So that, I mean, like, we're talking very final play they lose. The very final play they lose. They have held a lead or at least a tied ball game for the majority of their games outside of 14 seconds. And now they play, they come at home. They're in Baltimore again. Off of a heartbreaking loss to Josh Allen and the Bills last week, and they played Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now it's with, a divisional game. With this game, and the way the way Joey plays against Baltimore and how he has in the past, I say the Bengals win this one. You see the Bengals uh, winning. I, I see the Bengals winning just because of jo- Joe Burrow's history with the Ravens and how he 
typically will just light them up no matter what. And it is a Sunday night game. I don't know. I'm going to go with Baltimore on this one. I think that Lamar is going to come back, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of only saying this out of biasy because I, I need Lamar Jackson to score points in fantasy. No, you don't. I think it's me, you don't. No, maybe I in do. another league, but maybe not me. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I need him to score, period, because he's in two out of my three leagues. So I have to take the over on this one. So I, I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting game. It's always it's a divisional game. And when you get these divisional games, the scary thing about the divisional games is that they, they always play each other well. They always play each other well. Unless if you're the New England Patriots and the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era. Because at that point, unless if you were the Miami Dolphins, Patriots ran the AFC East, period. Dolphins always gave Brady a little bit of a problem. But any other division and any other, you know, conference for all the other teams, it's always a really close battle. I mean, maybe not like, you know, a a close battle as far as, you know, like points or anything, but they they just, it's always a good game. Mm -hmm. It's always just a really good game. So... I'm going to just take the home team on this one. I I do think that Lamar Jackson can have a a, kind of like a bounce back game um, from last week. You know, because they they got off hot to the Buffalo Bills, too. Let's not forget about that. They they were beating the Buffalo Bills at one point, 20 to 3. You know, so, and that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive for two reasons. One, you got Josh Allen on the other side of the ball. He's one of the, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. And him and Stephon Diggs are just like a well-oiled machine at this point. But then on the other side of the ball, you have that Bills defense. And that Bills defense has got to be one of the best in the league up there with, you know, San Francisco and them. So to to just have that hot start and then to just unfortunately crumble at the end, you know, it's hard to say. But Joe Burrow, he was down against the Chiefs in Arrowhead last year in the AFC Championship game. And he led the Bengals to the Super Bowl. So Joe Burrow does have the ice in his veins. I just don't think it's going to be there on Sunday night. I think this is going to be a good game for Baltimore. I think their defense is going to eat. Because at the end of the day, Joe Burrow is still getting eaten alive back there. He's still That there. offensive line is just something else. And Jason Pierre-Paul is the newest addition to the Baltimore Ravens. And he looked really good with um, Judon. Is that the other guy's name? No, Judon's on the on Patriots. Patriots. Who's the other guy's name? The other edge rusher? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's slipping my tongue right now. It, yeah, it's it's I can't think of it. But Jason Pierre Paul with um the other edge rusher looked really good last last week. Um, you know, in the new system and everything. So yeah, I'm gonna i I'm gonna say that the Baltimore Ravens eat a little bit. With Joe Burrow, and I think that they get to him ne- next week. I think they they get to him on Sunday night. So, it could go either way, but I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with the history of what I know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Bengals. Okay. So, uh, speaking of history, not saying that this would be history for this franchise, but this is something that this franchise hasn't done since I want to say 2007. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles going five and zero. They could they could very well do it, just because I don't fully trust that Cardinals defense, per se. 
But at the same time, we know the history of the Cardinals in the first half of the season. Yeah. They always do really well in the first half, and then they kind of fall off after week seven, week eight. So when you when you look at it, the Eagles are flying high. They've got, no pun intended, but huh. they have, look, look at me. Look <laughs> at you. They've got all the confidence in the world. Jalen Hurts looks really good this year, and I, I've kind of doubted him in the preseason, but he he looks good. He look, the whole team looks good. They're, they're running like a well-oiled machine right now. With a, probably one of the best receiving cores in the league. Miles Sanders is doing his thing. That defense is doing its thing. Like it's, they're moving. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're a fun team to watch. You know, and I mean, Jalen Hurts is is definitely a, a fun quarterback to watch. He kind of does remind me a little bit of a Kyle Murray. You know, he'll he'll make kind of bonehead decisions and he'll throw those interceptions. But man, he can really get get it going, and he can make plays with his feet. You know, he can escape the pocket. He can run the ball. He has a great arm. Him and um, Devontae Smith, oh, that's a filthy connection, man. Devontae Smith is a dog. Like, that guy is just awesome. And the pairing with A.J. Brown on the other side of the ball now just helps him out even more because you can't you can't just ignore A.J. Brown. He's definitely – that, I think – I forget where I saw it, but I want to say he had like 57 targets and he had zero catches for A.J. Brown. That's insane. That's insane. I can't even fathom that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, in the last, like, however many, you know, games or whatever, I think it even dated back to last season. I want to say I might be I might be over overstating the, the, the targets, but I want to say it was, like, 57 because I think it dated back to, like, last year even. And, but he, he, he caught – he hasn't dropped a ball. So he doesn't he, – he, he's looking like a new DeAndre Hopkins where you just throw, throw him the ball. Okay. F it, AJ's down there somewhere. Right, exactly. <laughs> F it, AJ's down there somewhere. Speaking of DeAndre, DeAndre's not back yet, right? Because he's not coming back until week seven. Seven, because he's on a six-game suspension. He's on a six-game suspension. So, you know, Kyle Murray doesn't have his weapon with DeAndre Hopkins. He does have Marquise Brown, which Ooh. is definitely definitely a weapon. He's been doing a lot better than I thought he would. Yes, he has been. And it was surprising to me because – I don't know. And maybe Marquise was right. Maybe he was just in the wrong system because that's what he said. That's why he made the transition. He loved Lamar Jackson. It was nothing against Lamar Jackson, but it was just the operation in the system. He felt like he could he could definitely pr- produce more in this Cardinal system, and it it's proving to yeah. be right. And <clears throat> he could only come week seven, we might see a completely different offense because DeAndre Hopkins, I don't care how old you are in the NFL – if you still got it, you still got it. You know what I mean? And I think DeAndre Hopkins still has got it. Because you're going you're gonna to be pairing D-Hop with Marquise and have Rondale Moore in the slot? With Zach Ertz at tight end. And James Conner is your running back. And James Conner is the running back with Kyle Murray, a running back at 2.0. <laughs> because he is, a, he is another running back for the team, let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. He's a running back that throws the ball. And, and the one worry I have with the Cardinals, like I said, it's just their defense. Their defense is still pretty young. They have Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, both studs. But it's that defensive front with the linebackers. That's like, eh, it's, 
It's average. It's okay. It's yeah, and you know you need always need to get to the quarterback to you know try and you know get give yourself a fighting chance. Now it is harder with you know a scrambling quarterback and a playmaking quarterback like Jalen Hurts back there in the backfield. So I, I mean, don't know. They've, they've got JJ, I, I, but he's getting old and he has a, He can't seem to stay on the field. Yeah, unfortunately, he can't seem to stay on the field. Hopefully, it doesn't pour in. Hopefully, it's not in their genes to get hurt because now we are missing T.J. Watt and J.J. Watt, and it's just it's not fun to watch football without the Watt brothers out there doing their thing. But I, I, I'm I'm with you on this one, Anthony. I think the Eagles go to five and zero. Um, I don't think that they get the upset. You know, I don't think they get upset in Arizona um, because it is going to be in Arizona this week. So I don't even think the traveling to the West Coast is going to really affect them too much. Mm. I just think that it's just going to. Yeah, I don't see. I don't know, man. The Eagles are like no, like you said, no pun intended. But they're flying high, and I mean, you know, they might fly high on the road to victory in Arizona <laughs> again. So, um, one game that I'm looking at that's kind of interesting to me. Is that Seahawks Saints game? Honestly, really? Do the Seahawks upset the New Orleans Saints because no Mike Thomas, no Jameis Winston, Geno Smith still hasn't written back. Rashad Penny's doing his thing. DK Metcalf's doing his thing. This team, this team, this Seahawks team is performing better than really better than they've already won more games than I thought they were going to win this year. Yeah, well, they're they're at the amount of games that I thought that they were going to win, too. So, I, I don't know. If Geno keeps playing the way he is, protecting the football, pushing the ball down the field to DK Metcalf, I, I think they have a chance to upset the Saints this week. I don't know if it would be an upset, though. I mean, they're, 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 they're the team with a better record. They're, I guess they are going into New Orleans, which is never an easy place to play. But I'll say this. I would, I would, I would say that the Seahawks would have, had a better chance, would have had a better chance to win if Jameis Winston was out there. But Andy Dalton's out there. The Red Rifle is back, man. And, I mean, this guy, you know, he can win games. He won games in Cincinnati. I don't care what you say. Was it Marvin Lewis? Was it him? I think it was a combination of both. But Andy Dalton can win you games. Yes, he doesn't have Michael Thomas out there. You know, I'm not too sure what's going on with Alvin Kamara. Is he back yet? I don't think so. No. So, okay, so you don't have Alvin Kamara, which Actually, is no, obviously... Actually, no, no, Kamara's back. It's... But it is for sure Winston and Mike Thomas that are out. Okay, so now, you, but you have Alvin Kamara back, which, which is going to be a, a difference maker. Alvin Kamara is a difference maker from out of the backfield. Period. The tell for this game is going to be, like like you were talking about before, are the Saints going to experience that jet lag coming back from from London because they played the Vikings last week in London. Oh yeah. So this will be able to this will double be, doink two point <laughs> mm-hmm. So this will be your tell if 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 a team has that jet lag and you can kind of see it on the field when they come back from London. So you better be taking notes this game. Mm-hmm. So does Green Bay and New York apparently <laughs> next week. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with the Seahawks this game. You roll with the Seahawks. I'm gonna roll with the Seahawks this game. I think that they I think that they can do it. I think you're right. I think their defense is producing or I think their defense is doing better than what we all thought. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks in general are just doing better than what we all thought. And I think that with the struggling Saints offense, I mean the defense is good, but it's not as good as we thought it was yeah. going to be. On paper it looks so much better, but it's not as good as we thought it was going to be. Can they change that around? They they could. They 100% could. It's still young in the season. 
Alvin Kamara is back. Oh, gosh, man, that's tough, man, because I really like Alvin Kamara, and I think that he is a huge difference maker. I think that Alvin Kamara is the Christian McCaffrey of the Saints. Like, legit. When Alvin Kamara is out there on the field, it, it it's hard not to – it's hard – it makes defense defenses respect them more because it, a lot more because Alvin Kamara can run the ball really well. He's a powerful running back when he hits the hole, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Quarterback's best friend. Yeah, because he, he. That's funny. He's he's in the same division as as Christian McCaffrey, but he doesn't get the same recognition that Christian McCaffrey does. No. And I think Kamara's on the field more than McCaffrey is, and McCaffrey still gets more respect than he does. Yeah. Well, I mean, McCaffrey is is different, though. He is different. When he's on the field, he is different. He hasn't had that explosive season we've seen from him in the past yet. Yeah. Or explosive game yet that he's at, where he's putting up 40-plus fantasy points and he's just lighting it up. But it depends because even Kamara, when he has been on the field this year, he's been in kind of a slump, too. So I, I don't I don't know maybe this is his game to to finally blow up, but I'm gonna still ride with the with Seattle upsetting New Orleans this week. Yeah. So who would who would you say is like the surefire pick to win this this week? Like when when you look at Week Five, when you look at the schedule of Week Five, outside of obviously your biasy with Green Bay Packers, who? Who who do you who do you like? Who do you like? Give me the Niners over, over Carolina. That's who I'm thinking too. Yeah, because they they've got probably the best defense in football right now. Yeah, and that offense in Carolina is it's putrid. <laughs> it's putrid. Wow, another level. So we have <laughs> yeah, putrid. We have elite, good. Wait, what is it? Elite, okay. That's what you said. Elite, okay, bad. Horrific, putrid. <laughs> Carolina went down to the basement with this one, folks. With their offensive performance, Baker Mayfield is not doing no, his no, thing. No, he's he's not. <laughs> Surprise! I I am personally because I thought he would, I thought he'd be going on a little bit of a revenge tour of sorts, because he's always been good when he's got his back to the wall. But when you look at him, McCaffrey hasn't been producing like he normally does. DJ Moore's been doing doing all right, but they they're left with what Robbie Anderson as, as the number two guy. Offensive line is not great. And they do have a pretty decent secondary, but the way San Francisco's been running this thing with their with the running game and their passing game, and their their only worry with the Niners is their offensive line, and the pat but the pass rush of the Panthers doesn't really scare me outside of Brian Burns, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the 49ers in this game. I think that that defense, even if – you know what? I, I, I'll i put money on it. Jimmy G for, will probably throw for about 230 yards. He might throw two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's going to be what you get out of him. But it's going to be the defense that when you gains and the Jimmy Garoppolo manages the clock. That boy better throw the ball to George Kittle. That's all I'm going to say. Give me some points. <laughs> oh, they need him in blocking. Who Brian Burns? Yeah, they, they, they can. Need to, they, they need a double team Brian Burns. No, I need one of those all game. I need one of those classic 
10 catch, 180 yard, two touchdown games out of, out of George Kittle. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't need any of that. The reason why we're saying that, folks, if you haven't caught on, but me and Anthony are playing, are facing each other this week in our fantasy league. And uh, yeah, I think we're both what? Oh, no, wait. You, you're I'm, sucking this. I, I'm one and three in this league. Yeah, you're the Panthers in this league. I'm, one and, I'm not in the Panthers I'm, right now. I'm, I'm the rest of the league. I'm two and two. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just right there in the pack. You know what I mean? So. Old average Joe here. Um, so, uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm gonna say my sure lock in pick is gonna be the 49ers over the Carolina Panthers. My, um, what is it? Honorable mention would have been the Bills over the Steelers. But the only reason why I didn't say a surefire pick the Bills over the Steelers is because we don't know what pick it's gonna be this week now that he has a full practice and, you know, everything else like that. And Mike Tomlin is Mike Tomlin, which is so funny because I think I picked the the Steelers to win like four games this year. So, but I mean, yeah, it, it's, yeah, you're, listen though, they're one in three. So if if this if, if their if their trajectory continues in this way, they might only win four games this year. Yeah, and Von Miller has been doing Von Miller things. I mean, yes, because <laughs> I didn't expect him to have still have this level of production behind him. Yeah. Guy is – it's almost like he got younger when he went to Buffalo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how. But it's essentially, I, I, I thought he would get worse, even though the Bills did sign him to like a six-year contract, I believe yeah. it was. So they, they obviously have more faith in him than I did for that kind of longevity. Right. But – yeah, I mean the sure the surefire pick would be yeah the Buffalo Bills, and without uh, the Steelers having T.J. Watt to harass Josh Allen for an entire game, I I don't see the Steelers winning it. Yeah, I think the Buffalo Bills are gonna go ahead, and it's in Buffalo, so it's gonna be hard to go into Buffalo, especially if you're a team like the Steelers who are really in a kind of like a who are we kind of phase, you know? I mean, Kenny Pickett is now your starting quarterback. You haven't had a full game with him. George Pickens seems to be doing good with, you know, what he's doing and he's producing. So it looks like they, you know, they they got themselves a good wide receiver out there with Deontay Johnson. And let's not forget about, you know, top three wide receiver Chase Claypool. But, you know, (laughs) I mean, you just – with Buffalo, with how they are – and the way that they rallied back against the Ravens, I mean, they got to be off of that. They're they're they're, they're going to be riding that high. They're going to be riding it all the way into Buffalo with that probably the most loyal fan base in the game. Um, Bills Mafia, you guys are hardcore, man. Like, and that's that's dedication because that's a lot of losing over a long time. But good for you, Bills Mafia, because now you you stuck it out. You stuck it out just like they stuck it out with Josh Allen, and now it's paying the the, the benefits. You know, so shout out to you. You guys are going to get another win this week to advance to four and one. Steelers, they're going to fall to one and four, and uh, hopefully, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not going to fall to two and three against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think that's going to I mean, happen. It though. would be, it would be utterly hilarious if. Um, Algier, the, their backup running back, went for like 12 and, a, 12 and a buck 20 and two touchdowns on you. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not. I really I really hope that that is not the case. I don't know what it is. We, we've, they, they've always prided themselves with the run game. The Tampa Bay defense has always been one. 
I don't know what happened last game. The first three weeks, the defense was very solid. They go into last week with Patrick Magic Mahomes back there, and he just... 360 flip passes. Yeah, 360 (laughs) no-scope touchdowns. Like, I mean, this guy was on another level. You know, I mean, he was a cheat code. You know what I mean? And so so I don't know... I. I just want us to go in there and just do what we've always done to the Falcons. First of all, Tom Brady is 10 and 0 against the Falcons, okay? So let's just say that. And he's been he he's he's been up against the Falcons when the, when his back is against the wall and he came out victorious. He came out victorious, and it's not been the only time that the Buccaneers with Tom Brady has been down facing the Atlanta Falcons. It seems like the history with the Atlanta Falcons, especially now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and just in general for the Atlanta Falcons looking at the bigger picture. But it seems like Atlanta Falcons always gets off to a good start with us. They always get off to a really good start, and then all of a sudden, boom. We flip it around. Things start clicking. Defenses start adjusting. You know, and Tom Brady does his thing. So I'm going to be curious to see, but I hope that you, – you, know you know what Tampa needs as a whole? They need to come out and they need to absolutely dominate this game like they should. Yeah, and uh, I mean, as a Falcons fan, I'd be scared if y'all have a two possession lead in the third quarter over the Buccaneers. So y- y'all are probably losing at that point. Yeah. But <laughs> oh yeah, it's a surefire. Yeah. If you're if you're a better, you know, if if there's a late game bet parlay or whatever, put it on put it on there, because they're they're and if Tom Brady's sitting on the sideline with his head down, oh yeah. If Tom Brady's throwing more tablets this week, I'm here for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, they need to they need to have like better cases for them i guess i don't they already got a, the, them really thick blue cases I, I don't think they can do much more with them <laughs> well you know what do you gotta do hey he's not the only quarterback that has destroyed tablets oh yeah i know rogers has thrown a couple but, but do you do you agree with me like tampa because we've all okay tom brady retires what's gonna happen with tampa tom brady comes out of retirement tampa's super bowl bound like that's just how it is that's what the media wants to say and let, let's be honest, we, we both, for the most part, agreed. Now, granted, yeah. you picked your Packers to go to the the Super Bowl, but you had your Packers facing the Bucks in the championship. Yeah. So you you were there with it, with the narrative that they could be a Super Bowl team. Yeah. For them to continue to have that after the just absolutely horrible game that they had last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, and how ugly they looked against the Green Bay Packers. They really need to have a game where they just come out and they just dominate. I'm, I'm talking like score like 45 points and just run with it. Don't they need that kind of a game? I, I think they need something to, like you said, just put a spark in this team, boost their confidence, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, that offense, man, it's just looking so ugly. I don't know why because it's we have so many weapons it's almost like we we have too much now. I wouldn't say that because there, you got to think of it. It's a you got to take it game by game. Against the Packers, you guys didn't have your top three wide receivers. Fair. Against the um, Kansas City Chiefs, against the Chiefs, you had your best scoring output, but you were facing an Andy Reid led offense behind Patrick Mahomes. It's to be expected they can hang forty on anybody. Very true. So, going into this game, I th- I think they 
can probably do a pretty good job against the Atlanta Falcons. Because they, 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 you got to think they don't have Kyle Pitts, no Cordero Patterson. Right. Marcus Mariota is your starting quarterback. That should be enough said. But <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so I, I think they take this game handedly. This week. Okay. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that little pep talk, man. Yeah. Because I've been down. I've been down. I'm not going to lie. It's been hard. It's been really hard to just – and you know what? I'll be here for you next week when your New York Giant, when the New York Giants, <laughs> like our next three games are the Giants, Jets, and Commanders. Like we, <laughs> you're going two and one. I'm, I'm telling you, man, you're gonna go two and one. I believe we, we might go three and zero oh against. No, the, no, no, no. Because I, I need us to go three and zero oh because we're probably gonna get slaughtered in that fourth game against the Bills. Oof. In Buffalo. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Well, you all guys have a bye week by then? No. Yes. No, our bye week's like week 14. Jeez. Week 13, 14, something like that? Uh. My goodness, <laughs> man. That's crazy. It's going to be a lot of fun this week, guys. I mean, uh, let us know who you think is going to win. Shoot us a shout-out shoot, shoot on Twitter. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. Send us an email. DNA football talk at gmail.com. It's going to be a lot of fun this week. There's there's plenty of games. I'm sure we haven't we didn't cover them all. We don't try and necessarily cover them all. We just like to highlight some of the stuff. And we just talk football, man. Yeah. We just talk football, you know? And so th- th- that's what we do. I mean, what are we going to do? Talk about the Titans and the Commanders? No. Come on now. Carson, on. Carson ain't doing anything that all. Vikings and the Bears? No, thank you. Rams and Cowboys? Gee, I wonder who's going to win that game. You know, so, I mean, or... Wait a minute. The one thing I Texans would... and Jaguars. Can the Texans get their first win? Yes. I hope they do. I got Damian Pierce. But as far okay. as the Cowboys, do you think they they start? Um, do you think they they stick with? Yeah, with Cooper Rush. If he's yeah. on a hot streak. Yes. The, well, first of all, he they're. Cause, They're gonna start him anyway this week. Well, yeah, but even when when uh, but I'm a, I'm gonna assume that regardless of how they're playing, Dak is gonna come back because you don't. It, it comes back to the financial thing of it. Or and Jerry Jones does not like to waste money. No, and he's he's paying the guy forty million dollars a year. He's gonna start. Yeah. So that that's my two cents. But on. does Cooper Rush get a contract in this off season? If he keeps playing the way he does. He, he, him and Jalen Hurts are the only undefeated quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. So I'm and I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at a, a Carolina Panthers team who might want to just off offload their, their two quarterbacks. This, like get get rid of Dar- or keep Darnold as a backup and maybe I don't I don't know what you do with Baker at this point. He hasn't he hasn't looked good since he took the Browns to the playoffs. Like, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to do. What you would do with them? You might just have to make the tough choice and be like, "Hey, look, man, you, you might be a backup somewhere." I don't know. <laughs> but I think Baker's going to be a backup by the end of next year. Yeah, he he'll. Or by the start of next year. Yeah. I don't see. I don't see Carolina extending him unless that they completely turn it around. And maybe by that point, the Panthers will have enough. Um, confidence in Matt Corral to start him maybe maybe I don't know because there's a lot of but if Matt Rule isn't there does the new coach really come in and and you don't see that a lot yeah you don't you don't see a new coach come in and get the young quarterback he likes to go out and get his guy yeah 
because he's not going to look at him and be like, well, I didn't, I, I didn't draft you. I'm not going to start you. And I mean, who was his mentors? It was, it was Baker Mayfield and Sam, Dan, Sam Darnold. Yeah. So, you know what? We'll be praying for you, Matt. Matt Corral, we'll be praying for you, buddy. <laughs> Hang in there, man. It there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, so and unfortunately, and same goes for for the Titans. Like, if the Titans are just going to be that bad, do they do they throw Malik Willis into in, into the fire? Didn't Malik look really good in the preseason, though? He wasn't like he made a couple of plays, but he wasn't consistently like wow. Like he it was it was here and there. He had a couple wild plays, but he, then he also had a couple bad plays, and it was it's just comes with the growing pains of being a rookie in the NFL. Yeah. But they might... I would take Malik Willis, though, over Matt Corral. Yeah, just because of his explosiveness on the ground. Just his, his ability to make plays with his legs. Yeah. Hmm. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun, man. It's been I've real enjoyed. Fun. Real fun. I have enjoyed it. I always enjoy these. Continue to follow us on Twitter at talk underscore dna if you're not following us give us a follow give us a you know a like you know drop a comment share it share this podcast man if you're if you're enjoying it if you like it if you if you wait for wednesday and saturdays at 11 a.m eastern standard time to hear our beautiful voices go ahead and share it the world needs to hear all right the world needs to hear or maybe not, you know, or don't share it and save the world. Your choice. Are you going to be the hero or are you going to be the villain? Are you going to play heel? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> I know one thing. The Packers are going one and one over the next two weeks. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Because our, our offense has been clicking more and more week after week. It's been nothing but improvement week after week. As far as the offense goes. One and one, Anthony. One and one. One and one. Dobbs is that guy. That's all I can say. It's either that or, okay, hold on. Quick question before we wrap this up. Would you sacrifice going 2-0 and oh to then lose the, to the commanders on the third week? Or would you take the L in one of these two weeks, these next two weeks? either against the Giants or the Jets. Because they're all mediocre teams. That's the Giants are 3-1. and one. They play nothing but crap. The whole NFL is crap. We're all 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> like, they've played... They haven't played anybody... They're, they're, they're the... They're the, the laughingstock of the 3-1 and one teams. No one... No, they're 3-1, and one, but... That no one actually thinks they're going anywhere. I do. I believe in Danny Dimes. So okay, what would you do? Would you would you take the sacrifice? I'd rather lose to the Jets because at least they're, they're they're probably the best of the three teams. Okay. They're probably the, of these three teams. They're probably they're probably. The- I I take New York over the Jets. I put commanders under the the two of them. Yeah. But I take New York. I don't know, man. I take New York over the... Now, wait a minute. If it's a Joe Flacco-led Jets, then I take the Jets. Nah, if if Zach Wilson comes in, comes into Lambeau, excuse me, and beats us, that just adds to the respect I already have for Zach Wilson. 
<laughs> Guy's a player. <laughs> that guy. That guy. I I was half tempted. How to buy many it. high fives did he get when he came when he showed up after this nah, offseason? How many how many jerseys did he sell after <laughs> after that came out? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Man, jersey sales for for Zach Wilson went through the roof. <laughs> Changed the Jets to the New York Cougars, like <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, he did, like, it's weird because the, the studies and like the stats came out of like his jersey sales and like all of his jersey sales. Like the the median age range was like forty five years old. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I just thought of, so he played for BYU. I think the the BYU Cougars. I think. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh man, Zach Wilson, legend, on and off the field. Definitely, <laughs> he definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> oh man, Anthony, it has been fun, man. It's always fun. Follow us on our social medias. You know what it is. Like this post, share this post, comment, give us a rating. We want to, you know, just continue to grow and build and have all this fun stuff. Segments are on their way. Um, we've been, um, we've, we've, we've been kind of working and brainstorming on some segments that we feel like are going to be fun. Maybe a little bit more engaging with you guys. But send us an email. Emails are open. Ask a question. Say something stupid. We're here for it. DNA Football Talk at Gmail Go ahead and send us an email. We want to hear from you guys. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Enjoy Sunday. We hope your team wins. We hope your team wins. But just know that your team might be facing another listener, and we hope that their team wins just as much as your team. So who knows? I hope your team scores a touchdown unlike last night's game. <laughs> That's all I got to say. We all want that, Anthony. <laughs> we want to see one touchdown. We just want to see a touchdown, NFL. All right. Shout out to the first team who scored a touchdown probably with, on Sunday morning, either the Giants or the Packers. Who do you got scoring the first touchdown? Depends. who. If the Giants get the ball first, I'll say Saquon gets the first touchdown. Okay, so you got Saquon gets the touchdown. I'll say because I don't know what our run defense is going to look like, and it's going to all run through Saquon. So You know who I think gets a touchdown mm. first? Mm. A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon? Yep. Ah, shoot. I should have said Aaron Jones. He's on my fantasy. <laughs> Dang it. I've already said it. It's in, this, it's in the books. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Continue to rock with us because we will continue to rock with you, and we will see you guys all next Wednesday.